doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, ship me tracing out of Zion. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome back to Fantasy Fuel. Guess what time it is, Tom? I don't know. It's Tua time. <laughs> it's Tua it's insane, time. Man. Why? I, I'm not even going to get into too much of it, but the only reason I can even possibly conceive that Ryan Fitzpatrick is no longer the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins is because this was the plan all along for the Miami Dolphins going into the bye week. They were just going to make two of the starter afterwards, no matter what. That has to be the plan because nothing else makes sense. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing fairly well, so at least fantasy-wise. He's been doing great yeah. with us, and they're technically second place right now in the AFC East. So... Technically, they are second place in the <laughs> AFCs. They're three and three. They're five hundred, and the Bills are four and two. You're you're one game back. <laughs> you're one game back out of the out of the division. I don't understand it because he's been playing well, like you said. I, I the, the, for me, the only thing is, that, well, I guess you could say if that's their plan and they were just going to stick to it, then they're sticking to it. But you gotta you gotta like, what if you're a six and zero? Oh? You're not going to make that decision, right? Uh, You're not going to do that. Hope not. So I mean, Adam Gase isn't me, there anymore. So <laughs> there's no way they'd be six and zero with Adam Gase. There's no chance. Zero and six. Yes. Right. Yes. Zero yes. and six. But it doesn't. The only thing that can that I can think of that would make sense is that Fitzpatrick has been known to have a good start to a season and then kind of have some really bad games and then all of a sudden you're out of it so maybe they're just saying thanks for getting us here now we want to see what Tua has and hopefully he's going to pick up where you left off and he's not going to have that debacle but we don't really know anything he's only thrown like two passes right so we don't know uh, I mean obviously the coaches there um have seen him for more than two passes. Oh, sure, but they don't know anything about him in actual NFL games. There was not even a preseason to know what he's going to do against other teams. Like, yes, in practices, it's completely different. You're going against a different team that knows nothing about you. It's All just, right. it's strange. Well, really strange. Uh, I believe here is a quote um, from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I believe. Um, it doesn't have his name on here, um, but it was posted by the Back Row Fantasy Show, and the host of that, Jeremy, is a huge Dolphins fan. So I'm yes, assuming that's yeah. what he's posting here. And it says, I think I've had such a great career in terms of the people that I've met and the people that have helped me out along the way, and I just view it as paying it forward a little bit. And I've made enough mistakes for plenty of quarterbacks combined with the things that I've been through and done. And to be able to share those experiences, the good and the bad, with some of these younger guys, if I could be a smart part of helping them in their career and making them a better player, then that makes it worth it for me. I wouldn't be where yeah. I am right now if it wasn't for Mark Bulger and Gus Farratt and Jamie Martin and a guy like Carson Palmer who really took time and helped me out and went out of their way to make sure that I had a chance to be successful. When I think back to those years and those guys, especially a Carson Palmer and the way that he affected my career, 
Even just being able to observe and watch him every day, I feel happy and privileged to be in the position that I'm in now to be able to pay it forward to someone like Tua. So, I mean, that's the epitome of Ryan Fitzpatrick right there. If you don't know who Ryan Fitzpatrick is, there he is. He's out there. He's having fun. He's helping in any way he can. And he's got the perfect attitude to uh, be a quarterback in the NFL. I think it's he is absolutely the one of the best people in the NFL. You For just sure. know that he's um, he's amazing. I mean, the, just the way he conducts himself when he's on the Jets. See, I didn't really know a whole bunch of, about him when he was on the Bills and right. all the other teams that he's been on. But when he's on the Jets, I'm watching him. And then after games, we win or lose, you know, people are coming up to him and he's and he's making jokes. He's yeah. just joking around. You know, it didn't matter. He was that type of person. So. I understand he's taking this the way he's supposed to, and he's absolutely going to make Tua as good as he possibly can. Sure. I know that for a fact. But it, the Dolphins' standpoint right now, it doesn't make any sense to me. He's been playing well. Yeah. It's not like he's awful. I mean, you lost games to, like, Seattle by by just a little uh, bit. Just a little, yeah. They were yeah. in it. Are you are you saying that Tua would have said you would have won them games? If, if that's your real feeling... <laughs> <laughs> then go for it. But I can't imagine they say we would have won if Tua would have played that game. Yeah, you it's wouldn't think crazy. so. But, I mean, here we are. Now, yeah. what do you think this is going to do for guys like Devontae Parker and Preston Williams and Miles Gaskin and, and those guys that have been fantasy-worthy up to this point, Mike Gesicki has been uh, here and there. I yeah. don't know. There's always that old um, thought process that, oh, a tight end is a rookie quarterback's best friend. But it's not really a proven fact. But no, maybe Mike Gesicki gets a bump. Maybe he gets a little more consistent. Maybe not as good as you know a couple of the games he had where it was like really good, and then he goes away. Maybe he becomes more consistent. But... I'm not sure. I mean, do you think they if, lean on the running game more now that Tua is going to be, or are they just going to unleash him? I'm well. I don't know what they're going to do, but I would like to stand back a little bit on <laughs> the wide receivers because right. I'm not a hundred percent sure how that's going to work out. If Tua comes out there and he's not, he's rusty. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not throwing a great, great ball. I don't know. I'm okay with Gaskins. I'm going to probably, I mean, you're starting him probably every week at this point anyway. But all the wide receivers, if I have a replacement for the wide receiver, I'm probably looking at the replacement, heavily looking at the replacement because I just, I don't know what to think of Tua right now. We, as, as fantasy football owners, have not seen him play yet. So we don't really know exactly what we're, he's going to give us. We we don't know what he's going to yeah. give the wide receivers. And I know we have uh, Fitzpatrick in one league, so I don't know what we're going to do mm-hmm. because we were counting <laughs> on him starting. Um, but, yeah, is, is Tua even available? Uh, no, no. Every quarterback, <laughs> because it's a 16-team league and it's a super flex, all the quarterbacks yeah. and all the backup quarterbacks are basically gone. I mean, we have Flacco and Alex Smith on our bench hoping one of them gets in there. We do have a decent amount of depth that we're not screwed when it comes to our super flex position. Yeah. But we need Aaron Rodgers to get back on track, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But I want to stay in the AFC East really quick. Um, Mm -hmm. The Bills and Josh Allen, they've obviously been looking good. Josh Allen did enough this week 
to be a good fantasy quarterback, but they have lost two games yeah. in a row. So it's not yeah. like they are dominating everybody. Um, Stefan Diggs has still been okay. Devin Singletary's yeah. been whatever. Uh, let me pull up the stats really it's quick. It's hard to play him right now. It is very hard to play. I mean, he had only one catch. It, it, again, it was yeah. basically just Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. That was it this last week. Mm-hmm. The Bills didn't look great, even though they only lost by nine points. But that... Oh, what's going on? Oh, yeah. there's the network. I always <laughs> forget what's going on when I hear that sound. <laughs> but we'll let that play for a second because I always love to hear it. Whether it be Futurama coming on the TV or somebody hosting oh. us, it's always a good time. What's going mm-hmm. on, network? Glad you're with us. Um, we were just talking about the AFC East and Josh Allen again. He he was fine fantasy wise, even though he had 122 yards passing and 42 yeah. yards rushing. It was it was okay. But can I just say, I, I, I it's not just Diggs. I mean, I'm looking at somebody that a lot of people probably don't realize is having a good year. And Cole Beasley. Yep. He has he's he's averaging 13 points per game. Uh, 10, 10 first week one, uh, week two, 12, 16, 12, 12, and now 15 this last week. He is very consistent. That right there is one of the most easiest things for me to want to have. A consistent guy getting me somewhere around 15 points per game. Okay. Um, then I, I have to ask. I mean, we already know the Jets suck, but yeah. they suck so bad that you'd think they'd be getting – some of their other guys out there. Uh, I just read something that the Jets gave LaMichael Pirine one carry in the second half of the game yesterday, and they targeted him once in the passing game. Like, yeah. if you're going to suck and you're going to suck bad, why aren't you getting this guy some reps to see what you got? Because obviously Le'Veon Bell is gone. And you've 18 got yard Frank line. Mahomes again stepping up into what a void in the pocket. On? Holds the ball in his right hand. He will no. scramble. He's- that is not okay. Why was the sound on and why was that playing? It's been there the whole time. (sighs) Technical-ish difficulties. Uh, We're not talking about Mahomes. We're talking about the team that played him, but now we're not talking about them anymore. We're talking about the Sucky Jets. All right, back on track. Sucky Jets, Michael P. Ryan, go. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, all I can say is that, and I've said this every week, it seems like, Adam Gase is a terrible coach. He has no idea what he's doing, and... I don't. We're zero and six, and we're still haven't fired him. So it leads me to believe that he's we're going to be zero and sixteen, or maybe one and fifteen. I'd like to get a win. I don't want to be the Lions. I don't want to be that team that doesn't get a win. But as long as if we get the win, we still get the number one pick or whatever it is. That's fine. I, I just I don't want to go zero and sixteen. But there's a lot of other really bad teams out there. But Adam Gase is so bad that when asked about. Uh, if he's going to give up the play calling at all for an offensive play calling, he said, I got a couple other things I got uh, to really sort through offensively before we make any kind of decision whatsoever on stuff like that. We got to get some other things adjusted, make sure who we have available for us this week. That's like step 10 right now. We're on step two, Adam, Adam, um, step two. Hey, um, uh, what about the play calling? Are you going to answer that question? Well, that's what that's well, that's what he's addressing. <laughs> yeah. He said play calling step 10. Mm, right now we're on step 2. Mm, okay. I'm sorry. We're <laughs> on 6. 
Yeah, that, that, that sounded has to at least be step six. <laughs> that sounded like Come a on. presidential debate answer from whatever question it was asked. Like, dude, that has nothing to do with what I just asked you. But uh, yeah, that that's Adam Gase in a nutshell, right there. Like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna pretend like I know what I'm doing right now, but mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Well, he is the worst. Uh, I know. I I gotta imagine that maybe they really are saying we're just keeping him on because he's so bad <laughs> that we're gonna get the number one pick. That's the only that's thing the only I can way. think of, and I, that's the only <laughs> way you can have a positive outlook as a Jets fan right now. Like that's it. That's the maybe. only way. Um, so we got one le- team left in that AFC East. Just want to cover them all. Of course, that's the New England Patriots, who had an absolutely garbage game mm-hmm. against the Denver Broncos. I. Why? I don't know. How? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Cam Newton luckily had 76 yards and a score on the ground because other than that, he was not good in the air. I mean, Julian Edelman had two attempts and had 38 yards passing. So they were were digging far into the well. It makes no sense. I mean, Edelman only had five points. Uh, total, which you're not used to. I mean, two weeks ago he did have seven. Well, he couldn't throw passes years. to himself. You're right. It's, <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. And Cam Newton only had like 20 points, which if you're going back to uh, what three or four weeks ago, he had a 30 and he had somewhere in the 40 around points. It's, it's it's strange, but I think we kind of figured out that the New England Patriots are not the same without Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. As much as much as Tom Brady and Belichick were great together. I think when they're separated, they lose just enough to where you've realized, okay, it was the combo, but yet I think Brady added to the success of Belichick a little more than we realized. I mean, Cam Newton's not supposed to be a bad quarterback. No, he's really not. And the fact that Belichick isn't able to win with Cam Newton under center, even, even we saw him with other, other quarterbacks that were, that were supposed to be backups and then they end up coming out there and being successful with them. Right. So I don't think Belichick has the perfect scenario with Cam Newton where he's like, okay, I'm going to dominate each team we play because he's just, he's not the same without Tom Brady and Tom Brady isn't quite the same, but he's still good. He's still fine. We see that, that the (laughs) Buccaneers are still winning. So it's just, it completely, I think at this point we have to say that Tom Brady probably made Belichick a little bit more than Belichick made Tom Brady, but I think together they're unstoppable. All right. Well, let's uh, make a quick run through of last week's games. We're going to start with Philadelphia, who is still Mm -hmm. a half game out of the NFC (laughs) East first place. Um, I don't know how. I don't know why. Uh, like you said earlier, if Andy Dalton is as terrible as he was, and we'll oh. get to that game in a minute, the Eagles have to be at least a somewhat small favorite to win this division. And again, have we, to be. we didn't look bad. The Eagles were okay. The second half was much better than the first. That's well, a good yes. sign. Um, Carson Wentz made some spot-on throws that were just plain dropped by guys like John Hightower who is getting mm-hmm. past defenders, which is insane. Now you're like, hey, there's that speed on the outside we were looking for. And then mm-hmm. he just straight up drops it. Then Miles Sanders dropped a touchdown pass. Yeah, he had to 
spin around. He thought it was going to be over the other shoulder, and maybe it was supposed to be. I don't know. But it was mm. still a catchable ball for a touchdown. And then, like, yep. three plays after that, Miles Sanders gets hurt. So he will not, <laughs> more than likely, a very, very, very strong possibility that he will not be available for the Thursday night game against the Giants, which is fine You'd with me. Surprised. I understand we can probably beat the Giants <laughs> if we uh, can't. You lost to you lost to the Washington football team. We did. So, and the Giants just beat the Washington football team. So, <laughs> I don't want to say anything yet, but you just played a really good team in the Baltimore Ravens and you almost came back to win that game. Yep. If so I have we wouldn't to believe have, you found something. If Peterson wouldn't have elected to go for two early in the game when like mm. after our first touchdown which i understand the analytics are there to go for two a lot but if he would have kicked the extra point then we would have just had to kick the extra point to tie it to get into overtime but unfortunately that didn't work but after- going for two i want to just stress something for going for two going for two is for one of two things you either go for two every time, yeah, because that's how that's if that's the analytics, you go for two every right. time, or you don't go for two every time. You kick the extra point, and then going for two is only for situations <laughs> where you know you either have to have it or you're trying to win the game right there on the two point conversion. Yep. That's it. That it doesn't make any sense to go for two when it's not called for. I would tend to agree with you. Um, as far as stats go, Travis Fulgham for the third day, third game in a row has been outstanding. Uh, uh, thank unreal. you for telling me to pick him up. He gets to play against <laughs> you this week now in the flag league. Um, <laughs> Carson Wentz, uh, after a pretty terrible first half, ended up with a decent fantasy game. He had a 40-yard run. Yeah. That was an amazing run, <laughs> and he even stayed in bounds and stiff-armed a guy. I was like, oh, okay. Um, speaking of stiff arms, speaking of stiff arms, you talking about Derrick Henry? That was insane. Uh, we have that gif, that just a small <laughs> gif in our little slideshow that pops up every once in a while. It was, <laughs> it was something else. I was very happy and we'll get to him in a minute. Um, Miles Sanders before he got hurt, had another 74 yard run, did not get in the end zone and they're mm-hmm. still not getting him involved in the passing game. I don't understand what that's all about, but he was okay before he went out. Zach Ertz is still not doing what Zach Ertz does. Isn't he injured, though? Yes, he's going to be done for a little bit, which maybe bumps up Richard Rodgers a little bit. He actually has been fairly confident, uh, or at least he's gotten Carson Wentz confidence. He hasn't really dropped passes and then there was another guy that caught a touchdown um (laughs) i knew who it was when it caught it but i still had to think is that really him or is there somebody else that came out on the field that is a different person that took over that number because i knew last (laughs) year number 81 was jason croom and i saw Mm -hmm. 81 i was like is that jason (laughs) croom turned around Okay, still Jason Croom. I'm sure not too many people know who that is, and I wouldn't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> I've read already that he's already back on the practice squad, which makes me feel really good because I believe Dallas Goddard Ooh. is eligible to come back this week. Let Am me, I not let me mistaken? Uh, let me look at that really quick. I was going to look earlier, and I forgot. Um, let's see. 
Uh, Ertz will presumably be moved to injured reserve in the coming days. The Eagles will also be short mile Sanders, okay, but are expected to get Deshaun Jackson and Dallas Goddard Thursday night. So there you go. Dallas Goddard. He is back. available. If he's available because somebody dropped him, go pick him up. Please right do this moment. Dallas Goddard right, right there. Moment. You listening, network? Are you listening? <laughs> Dallas Goddard's back. And he's gonna make <laughs> Zach Ertz make everybody think about Zach who is that exactly. I know that's what you're that's talking what, that's about that's what I'm hoping for yes I know that's what for. you're hoping for mm-hmm. um but on the other side of that ball the Baltimore Ravens though unspectacular uh and in the first half we seem to be doing a good job containing Lamar Jackson to not running yeah. the ball a ton but then he just kind of ripped us apart and late in that game and we couldn't stop him anymore so all in all lamar jackson had a good fantasy game but everybody else was kind of meh yeah and that's that's what's weird because mark andrews you expect to get a touchdown or something you know maybe not 100 catches but he's going to give you well it was the other tight end nick boyle that's what happened it was a tight end it just wasn't mark andrews so especially against the eagles you're thinking oh he's going to have a great game but yeah that didn't happen but the the thing with lamar jackson he in in four games now he has only passed one of them was under 100 yards Mm -hmm. and three others are under 200 yards Mm -hmm. and the, he has one other game that's 204, so it's, he's right on the on the mark there. And then he has the week one; he had 275 yards passing. But the big difference in fantasy football for most leagues is when you get that 108 yards rushing out of him. He, I think, he's starting to realize he can't do it with his arm as much, so he has to start running the ball because last week he only ran the ball for three yards. Obviously, they. You didn't have to, you know, do anything special. They played the Bengals. But I think once he realizes he needs to start making things happen, he's going to start running the ball some more. And I think he's going to have a really solid fantasy football rest of the year. They're going to have a bye this next week. They're going to get some people that are probably banged up, rested. I I think they're going to be pretty pretty hard to beat going forward. And if you have Lamar Jackson, don't get discouraged by the fact that he isn't throwing the ball perfectly because he still needs work on that. He's not perfect there, but he's running the ball like crazy. And right now he is the number 12th overall in fantasy football. And uh, Mark Ingram does have a bit of uh, an ankle issue with mid to high uh, sprain, but they're saying he may still be available for the coming game. I, he hasn't been spectacular in fantasy football up to this point. So I wouldn't be sad if they rested him and then we could maybe finally see what J.K. Dobbins has in a feature role, but. Well, like I said, they have a bye this next week, so they're not going to, they don't have to worry about it, but if they're going to rest him after that, then yeah, I'm already looking at Dobbins. I'm thinking Dobbins is probably the better back right now. I just think that's the, that's where they should go. If you're gonna, you've drafted the guy, he's a spectacular guy. I, I loved him. He was my favorite running back coming out of college. Right. But when he went to Baltimore, I said that sucks because Mark Ingram's there. Yep. But I just so I didn't like him at all. But now I think they're starting to see that he's the future for the running back position for the Baltimore Ravens. So we're going to see what happens there. I think he's going to have a good fantasy. Um, career, maybe not so much this year, but right. coming up next year and the year after, I think so. All right, let's stay in the AFC North, and we'll talk about what should have been a great game between a 4-1 and team and a 4-0 and team. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steelers and the Browns and the Steelers absolutely embarrassed Cleveland. It wasn't even a game at all. <laughs> yeah. Case Keenum came in and was no better than Baker Mayfield. The running game right. was non-existent. I mean, Dontrell Hilliard uh, had four carries <laughs> for 29 yards. Dernis Johnson had four carries for one yard. And Kareem Hunt one. barely averaged three yards a carry. Obviously, you're not going to run the ball much when you lose 38 to 7 but the only decent offensive fantasy performer was Austin Hooper at 5 for 52 <laughs> yards for the Browns right. and that's not very good. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers seem to have everybody's number and they look yes. like they have it all on offense and they look like they have it all on defense. James Conner had a rushing touchdown in 100 yards. Yep. Benny Snell had a rushing touchdown. Chase Claypool had a rushing touchdown. (laughs) Chase Claypool also had four catches for 74 yards. James Washington, four for 68 and a touchdown. And Juju basically just took the day off. I was like, you guys don't need me. I think that's probably Um, what happened. (laughs) Well, here's the thing with Juju. And and I, I, it's a hard, hard for me to say this, Yeah, but I'm looking at his numbers week one, 25 points. That's great. But after that it's 12, 17, 7, and 2. That is not what I would expect a number one. The last one receiver. might be the trickiest. Are it's Juju Smith Schuster, who yesterday Stop. had. T- I, <laughs> I just, I'm talking about Juju Smith Schuster. You are. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I th- it, it, it's, it's a trend that I don't like seeing, especially since they got Deontay Johnson still out there. Who he's is coming going back, to come I back, believe. And he's going to play well. And I just don't know where Juju's value is right now. So if I have him, I'm trying to trade him away well, right now. I'll tell you what. I got an offer in the listener league because mm-hmm. I have Miles Sanders in the listener yes. league. Uh, somebody wanted to trade me Boston Scott for Juju straight up. Ooh. And that's not I, enough. I'm still – I'll enough. hold on to Juju at that point. I didn't need – well, let me let me put that in a different way. I believe <laughs> let me let me see where we're at here because I believe in that league I may where are we at? Okay, I won't be able to bring it up at this more. They might have Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders in that league. So I may be a little short <laughs> this coming week, but I'm not going to yeah. be that desperate because it doesn't no. matter if I win in that league, it's for everybody else. So Right, right, right. All right. But, well, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, shoot. Now I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Don, you did it to me again. I had it on the tip of my tongue. Juju, you Deontay talking. Johnson, yeah. wide receivers, value. Not there. Yeah. Okay, moving there. along. <laughs> uh, the last team in the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they almost pulled it out. They looked like they had it, and they just kind of yeah. let it slip away in the second half. Joe Burrow was... Okay, uh, he had 300 yards, but no touchdowns uh, on in the air. He had one on the ground and an interception. Joe Mixon was okay, good enough. Uh, for the first time all year, A.J. Green shows up. We finally tell everybody, right. go ahead, yep. drop him. He's worthless, 8 for 96, so he must have mm-hmm. heard it. But your guy, I heard, your guy T. Higgins, I, yes. 6 for 125. What did you yes. hear? Now, obviously, T. Higgins, I'm 100% yes. having on my team. I love the guy right now. Um, but I heard that they're going to start using Green 
in a different role. Mm. And that's why he got more targets. He's okay. not going down the field as far now. He's doing a little uh, bit more of the slot type of re- uh, routes and stuff. So that makes it feel interesting for him. I still <laughs> don't know if I'm trusting it. But if it comes back around this next week and he's doing that type of thing, if you have him on your team for whatever reason you had him and you didn't drop him, <laughs> I would hold on to him at this point just because of what we saw this last week and what I've heard. Okay. So um, I think there's a chance there that he continues doing this. But if that's going to happen, it's going to take a hit. It's going to take a hit on Tyler Boyd. It will. And I think it's going to – and it's and it's not going to matter for Higgins. I think Higgins is still going to get all the targets that he's getting. Um, the other team, the Indianapolis Colts, Phillip Rivers did amazing. Um, and I believe I told you to play somebody – when you were asking me, oh yes, you did. Who I should play? Should I pick up this person? Or like, oh well, I still have this person. I was like, yeah. Well, yeah, I'd play him because Mo Ali Cox is gone, and Trey mm-hmm. Burton. What does he do? Rushes for a touchdown and gets four catches for fifty-eight yards and another touchdown. Like, yeah. where did that come from? I, I, it's absolutely perfect, <laughs> and he he outperformed all my other wide receivers. That's, so I was like, what? The heck? Okay, but no, it, that game is weird because I believe the Bengals were up by a, a pretty sizable. They I think were twenty-one to nothing. Yes, but what's interesting every week so far this year, there has been a sixteen-point lead by one team in the first half, and they have in every one of those games that team has lost. Wow! So. It, that's really strange. I'm not sure that's ever happened before in the NFL. All right. Well, I'm going to be looking at this this next week. If you can put money on a game at halftime and there's somebody that's down <laughs> right. by 16, I'm going to put some money mm-hmm. on whoever the other team is. We'll see. Well, it wasn't by it wasn't in halftime. I think it's within the fr- like they're just down by 16 at oh, some point. Oh, okay. So because as soon as I see I somebody I, going down by 16, I'm going to get right, on and put the money and, on it. Uh, yeah. Call my bookie. All right, gotcha. <laughs> um, but other than that, it was kind of lackluster. Zach Pascal, he's been doing okay. Jack Doyle got a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor yeah. was fine. Um, so yeah, Indianapolis Colts, nothing different except for Trey Burton. Um, which yeah, I'm going to be keeping yeah. an eye on because we have seen Trey Burton in the past do good things. So if That's true. he is fully healthy, maybe he's somebody to look out for. If you need some help somewhere, the buys are coming up. There's going to be a couple weeks here coming up that have a bunch of teams on by. So maybe mm-hmm. Trey Burton is somebody you can put in that role. Well, uh, yeah, he's going against, I think, oh, no, he's got a bye. He's on a bye. He's on a bye this week. Okay, so after this yes. week. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. all right. Um, so let's move along. Detroit and Jacksonville. That was an ugly, ugly game all around. Uh, DeAndre <laughs> Swift, who I'm sure everybody is just plugging into their lineup every week, right? You know, because there's not a running back carousel in Detroit <laughs> or anything like that. It's it's stupid. <sighs> But I you know, can tell he's the guy. You can tell he's the guy. He had a great game this week, but you can tell he's the future of this team. But look at and this. That's, look at this. DeAndre okay. Swift had 14 carries. Yes, mm-hmm. he did amazing with those 14 carries, 116 yards and two touchdowns. Adrian Peterson had 15 carries for 40 yep. yards and a touch. Why, if DeAndre Swift is getting that kind of a workload and he's doing that much with that little carries, why... Do you even care to have Adrian Peterson on the field? Like, I, I mean, just to give him a break, I guess, here I and there. Guess. But, 
That's a lot. Of, I mean, that's 50% of the snaps. Or not snaps, but 50% of the carries, basically. Right. So it's like, I, I got to believe they got to give Swift some more opportunity that, uh, in the next coming weeks. He's outperforming a, uh, AP by a lot. He is. A, by a lot. And it is the so first, it's not, first Detroit running back to have 100 yards and two touchdowns in the same game since Barry <laughs> Sanders' rookie year. That's mm-hmm. insane. So, the Detroit Lion running back curse, at least in my opinion, may be finally coming to an end, but I got to see it yeah. a few more times before I'm going to say anything <laughs> else. I know you loved Swift before the season started, but yep. I don't know yet. <laughs> well, I'm going to say the, the the curse of what you saw is starting to be lifted, but I don't think it's fully gone until Adrian Peterson right. is getting like yes. five carries per game. Okay. If he's still getting 15 carries per game, it's not, it's not gone. Gotcha. All right. Um, on the other side of that ball, this is Jacksonville Jaguars and James Robinson is, uh, becoming less and less of a factor. It seems like he did get a touchdown in the air. So he was still worth having in your lineup, but mm-hmm. only 29 yards you, on the ground. It's, it's starting to it look, look a little bleak. He's, he's somebody who climbed up a hill and then now he's going down the hill. Because if you look at his progression throughout from week one to mm-hmm. now, it's 12 points, 23 points, 33 points, and then 17 points, 12 points, and then 15.9 points. But again, he got that touchdown. Right. So if without that touchdown, it means it, it, he's having not a great day. But yeah, I would say he's still somebody I'd like to have on my team, and I'm probably starting him. Yes. Let's move along to what was uh, an undefeated team. Oh, still is an undefeated team. Um, <laughs> the Tennessee Titans who barely escaped with a victory over the Houston Texans. And this is what we had mentioned before. Derrick Henry went bananas. And in that game, he was, it was, it was just insane. He started off just kind of whatever. And then bam, he, he just, he took the game and he took control of it. And that was it. And he had the, the run in overtime to win the game. And he also had a 94 yard touchdown run. I mean, you still, you look at Derrick Henry and you think he's just this power runner and he's going to knock a few guys over and he's going to get that eight yard run and he's going to look amazing doing it. And then all of a sudden he does this again, 94 yards Mm -hmm. and he just outruns everybody. You're like, how is a guy that looks that big and strong able to run that fast? And yeah. you sold me on Derrick Henry a couple of years back. I, I was all in on him after that last seven or eight games two years ago, and I haven't looked <laughs> back yet. And I can't buy a Derrick Henry jersey because if I do, he'll end up yeah, just like the last jersey that I bought <laughs> from a Tennessee Titan. That was Chris Johnson. As soon as I bought oh, that no. jersey, he went kind of by the oh, wayside. No. So mm-hmm. I've had lots of fun watching Tennessee Titan running backs, but Derrick Henry is on a whole another level. Um, yes. Your thoughts on um, him right now? I mean, it's it's pretty insane. Yeah, it's a no, no doubt. He is one of the guys you want to have other than like Kamara uh, as far as running backs go. Derrick Henry is the guy you want. Right. That team right now in itself is successful enough to where you know he's going to get you at yes. least one touchdown per game plus the yardage and maybe a reception or two <laughs> here yeah. or there. But, I mean, how many times in a year do you get any more in the NFL a running back that has 200 yards rushing? 
It just it doesn't it happen. Doesn't often. Seem, I, I think I read a stat anymore. in the last. I don't remember how many years it was. It must be the last two years, um, maybe three. Derrick Henry has three 200-yard rushing games. The rest of the yeah. NFL combined has three. So and that's what I'm saying, man. That's craziness. It's craziness. Uh, now we talked about target share last week, and one of those uh, teams that had target share to their tight ends was the Tennessee Titans. Now John o. Smith had one catch for 13 yards this week. Anthony Ferkser had eight catches for 113 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. So it's still what the heck is that? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I could predict Anthony Ferkser, but that is going to go along with those stats that uh, we, yeah. we gave them to you last week, but it's almost a little misleading sometimes because you're seeing yes. that and you're thinking, Oh, John o. Smith must be having a great game every single time, mm-hmm. but it was not the case this week. But Adam Humphreys and A.J. Brown, they did amazing. Ryan Tannehill was obviously on point. 364 right. yards and four touchdowns. I, I know mm-hmm. you and I are playing them in uh, a couple different leagues, so we're riding that train till it dies. <laughs> on the other side, the Houston Texans, fantasy-wise, it was a good game. Deshaun yeah. Watson did amazing. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, 335 yards. David Johnson had 57 yards on the ground and a touchdown and a catch for 12 yards. Will Fuller has been one of the most consistent wide receivers in the league, and And this is the first year I was like, I just can't do it anymore, Fuller. I can't. (laughs) And now he's had six games, and he has had six pretty – or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, six games. Um, Though there was somebody on the Houston Texans that I picked up in multiple leagues because Hunter Henry was on by. Mm-hmm. That man, Darren Fells, who had oh, yeah. six catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. If mm-hmm. it weren't for Darren Fells in some spots, I would have probably gotten very, very little production out of my tight end. So I was very happy with his production. And you know what? Moving forward, I am pretty good with Darren Fells. If you don't have anything else, I'm okay with sticking him in your lineup every week. Yeah, I mean, at this point, no doubt. I mean, he's getting the targets, and he's even if he's not giving you something spectacular, it's probably a couple catches here or there. So I'm I'm perfectly fine with him. The way the tight end position is, it's you're not getting everything that you want anyway. So you might as well stick somebody like that. He's he's perfectly uh, performing uh, the way that you would expect a tight end to perform. I want to go back to Will Fuller though, okay? I, um, because if you would have said the top five would have been. As far as wide receivers go, top five through six weeks would be Thielen, Hopkins, Rid- Ridley, Amari uh, Cooper, and Stephon Diggs. I would have said, okay, that's sure. fine. Yeah. But if, we, if you would have told me that <laughs> the, the six, seven, and eight, <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine, and ten players were going to be Justin Jefferson, <laughs> C.D. Lamb, Robbie Anderson, Allen Robinson, maybe I would have agreed with that one. That one and yeah. Will Fuller, I would have said, you're out of your mind. Yep, I said you're, you're out of your one you're bad out week. of your mind. <laughs> and every other week has been at least in the flag league 16 points plus. That is insane. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson yep. is the new Julio Jones as far as point getters goes. I said that <laughs> last week. Uh, he's either a huge day or eh, kind of not much. But yeah, you tell me something. Okay, I, I, I know it's because they're behind a lot, but the Vikings don't. 
passed the ball great because Kirk Cousins is not good. <laughs> and they have two guys he started out that game. Six. I don't know. We're not talking about the Vikings right now, but I have to. That's fine. Kirk Cousins started out that game terribly. Terrible. Awful. It was it was like he was the worst quarterback in the league, and at times that he looks like he is. But then he goes out and throws uh, all these throws to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. How how is there two guys on the same team know. for that team in the top six for wide receiver points? I, I, I'm sorry, they don't even throw the ball that much. It just but goes yet, to show you are. that those are the only two guys that are it even really has possibly to be. worth having anywhere. Yeah. Anybody else, obviously, if Dalvin Cook were healthy, because it's yeah. not like Alexander Madison had a very good game. Uh, That's pretty sad. I thought he was going to have a good game, too. Sorry for everybody who stuck him in your lineups and uh, mm-hmm. bought him on DFS. Just didn't <laughs> <Right>. happen. <laughs> no. Um, so the game of the week for me, uh, because it just ensured that the Eagles were going to stay in the hunt for the NFC East, was the Giants and Redskins, or sorry, the Washington <laughs> football team. It's still tough to yeah. do. Uh, that was just a – I'm glad I didn't have to watch that game because I don't know how that would have looked. I, I, I'm, I'll be honest. I don't watch any of the Washington football team stuff or any of the Giants stuff. I just catch the stats right. and say, okay, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that, and that's it. <laughs> and I, I don't really pay that close of attention because they're not good teams. No. Daniel Jones is not good. The Washington football team's quarterbacks in general, unless it's Alex Smith, not good. And I still haven't seen enough out of Alex Smith to know no. if he's good anyway. Right. So it's just that entire – the entire – division right now just just the worst just it is the worst of the jets would still only be two games out in that division <laughs> two uh, games but anyway the football team elected to go yes. for two at the end of this game and yeah. did not get it i don't know exactly what the thought process was i mean okay i guess maybe since they're a terrible team they don't care let's either just try and win it now or not but it would have been nice to see how some of these guys responded in an overtime situation. Terry McLaurin was yeah. fine, but other than that, it was only like Darius Slayton that got a touchdown that was worth anything in that entire game. Logan Thomas, <laughs> apparently you can still yeah. play tight ends against the Giants, but you can probably <laughs> play anybody against the Giants if they're a competent football team and Washington <laughs> is not exactly it right now. Now! We can move along to Atlanta versus Minnesota. We've already talked about what Justin Jefferson did and mm-hmm. what Adam Thielen did. They were both spectacular, Justin Jefferson more so than Adam Thielen. But on the Atlanta Falcons, which I should have played Matt Ryan, and I thought about it, but Julio Jones <sighs> is back and back Woo. in a big way. We needed that. Tom and I both needed oh Julio. Oh, my gosh. And he performed like the Julio we remember. He looked elite <laughs> finally again. Eight catches, 137 yards, and two touchdowns. Perfect. Finally, we can breathe by letting him sit in our lineup again until the next hamstring injury or something that mm, makes him question. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> but – this I needed him. I needed him because now, because in the league that I really need him in, Miles Sanders is probably not going to play this mm-hmm. week. So n- now that he's back, I have <laughs> something to fill that role. I got the other guy I can put back up. I don't remember who it was I was going to put up. 
But yes, I needed that. Otherwise, I'm in a really bad situation with bye weeks and and all that stuff. So right. it's like I I'm glad Julio's back. I'm glad he gave me like 35 points. I don't expect 35 points every week because I don't expect two touchdowns. Right. Honestly, I don't even expect the touchdown. Not usually. I expect him to give me like usually. six, seven, eight <laughs> catches, and that's all I need. Yep, uh, I'm used to that Julio 10 for 125, and yeah, if you're lucky you get that <laughs> touchdown. This right. time it was two, so I'm not holding my breath from here on out. But the Atlanta right. Falcons finally get their first win, so the Falcons and Vikings, who just a couple short years ago would have been mm-hmm. favorites to make the playoffs, maybe even win their divisions, they're both 1-5, and five, and that yeah. is insane. The changing of the guard in the NFC maybe coming um it's all nfc west and south it looks like is that who we have to worry about now because it's just the packers and they look horrible we'll get to them in just a minute (laughs) we'll start with the five and one chicago bears you said it's just the packers and i'm saying wait a second the the bears are in first place segue you gotta they're in first place (laughs) the chicago bears uh, who I had to start Nick Foles this week. Yeah. Um, luckily, I played against um, my dad's team, who was just awful this year. <laughs> uh, so I didn't necessarily need a good performance because my normal starting quarterback is Russell Wilson. So that has been uh, a good thing. Yeah. But this is the first week that Teddy Bridgewater just did not come to play. And maybe that was because the Bears defense showed up. Uh, like they used to and it's not like it was an amazing offensive performance by the bears but a win is a win is a win and i'm still sticking by it i'm gonna say it every week until it either is not gonna (laughs) happen or it happens i will buy a nick Foles bears jersey if he leads them to the playoffs and right now guess what they got a playoff spot oh yeah 100 i mean they're they're the best team in the division as far as record goes and I'm talking to people that work because obviously <laughs> I, I work in Illinois yep. and I, I'm sitting there talking to these people and they're, they're Bears fans or they're not Bears fans. They're just football fans in general. And they're saying, yeah, we got to be like the, the, the worst one or five and one team ever. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, you know what? You could be the worst Super Bowl winner ever too. Who cares? Just if you win the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter how bad you exactly. are. Exactly. I, I don't know. I do, a win is a win. I, trust me. I'm a Jets fan. And take it, take the win and be happy. <laughs> and Just it, stop complaining. And then if it weren't for a, uh, I think it was a late touchdown by Mike Davis, that would have been his worst mm. performance since Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey uh, left. Mm-hmm. And he'll be coming back fairly soon. Um, the Carolina it's, Panthers are I only feel like three and not- three. So do you rush him back or do you give him another week? What do you do here if you're the Panthers? I mean, obviously Mike Davis has filled fantasy shoes okay. He, he's not Christian McCaffrey, level, yeah. but he's done really well since McCaffrey's been out. But if you're the Panthers, do you get CMC out there as soon as possible? Do you bring him back in a shared role? Do you just hold him out? I mean, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I have already just read it, and it said five hours ago they're ex- he's expected to miss this next week. Okay, so that's at least what we know right now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really know what they're doing. They're not really telling us exactly what's happening. I think the coach, one of the coaches, said basically that they're just going to roll with it. Whatever happens, happens. So it's <laughs> okay. like at this point, you're just sticking in Mike Williams or uh, Mike <laughs> Davis. I'm sorry, my mind's out of there. But you're sticking in Mike Davis. 
And you're just thinking, all right, he's going to give me points. It's not going to be the Bears every single week for some reason. That's I really thought he was going to take it to the Bears. Yeah. So this is the team that let me I go. I'm going to outperform them, <laughs> show them how I did it, how I'm doing it. And obviously the Bears said, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. I was ready to get a clip from last year when I was talking about Mike Davis being a mm. sleeper pick and how the Bears just threw him to the wayside, and he's been great this year. Um, but I was hoping that he was going to have that monster game, and I was going to roll a clip out. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't get to roll a clip out. And uh, unless they you play him in the playoffs, it. I could have, but it, it would have <laughs> been more poetic this way. But we'll see oh, no doubt. <laughs> if, if Mike Davis has another good game. Maybe I'll, I'll surprise everybody mm-hmm. next week. But uh, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson – both doing their thing again. Go. Two weeks in a row for DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson has been basically six weeks in a row. Or, yeah, six mm-hmm. weeks in a row. Um, Allen Robinson, yeah, whatever. Five for 53. Uh, Nick Foles got a rushing touchdown. Passing touchdown was good enough. Jimmy Graham, five for 34. So, at least giving you points if that's where you had to put your uh, yeah. tight end <laughs> stock. Cole Komet, yeah. after not having targets in, like, a couple of straight games. I think he, like, was just strictly blocking he had two targets mm-hmm. for two catches, 20 yards, and his first NFL touchdown this week. So yep. we'll keep an yep. eye on him. I'm not putting any stock into it. I did enough of that in rookie tight ends last year. Not <laughs> going there again, but I am going to be keeping an eye on him. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's move along. We already kind of talked about it. But Ryan Fitzpatrick took it to his old team, the New York Jets, uh, three touchdowns. uh, Nothing spectacular, but you don't really have to be when you're playing the New York Jets. Uh, No. Frank Gore actually averaged decent, but there was no reason to keep him on the field. But the bright spot that I saw for the New York Jets was Brashad (laughs) Perryman. Four catches, 62 yards. He actually looked like a a legit receiver, but... It's enough to make me feel like, okay, now he's getting back in the group. And it was with Flacco. Yes. So if if Darnold comes back within the next couple of weeks or whatever it's going to be, uh-huh. I'm really going to watch close because I think him and Darnold in the offseason before the season started were having a very good, uh, uh, what's the word for it? They were together. They were meshing together well. So I'd like to really see what happens when Perryman's healthy and Darnold's healthy. Right. Because that could be a pretty good uh, one-two punch with him and Crowder. And you never know what might happen. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to win <laughs> any games. I'm not saying we're going to win the division. We're not going that far. No. I'm just saying as far as fantasy goes, there's there's some value there. There is a little bit of value to be had, especially you know with the bye weeks coming up. Again, these are some of those guys that we are targeting. Uh, so when we get to the next week's schedule, we'll see who's on bye, and then we'll see who we can mm-hmm. plug in for the next. We alluded to it earlier. The Green Bay Packers absolutely sucked this oh, week. That was bad. Aaron Rodgers had, I think, I did read this was his worst fantasy performance ever. I believe. Really? He's never been that bad? 160 yards and two interceptions. Uh, wow. It doesn't get much worse than that for Aaron Rodgers because even when he's bad, he doesn't throw a couple of interceptions without a touchdown. And I think the one interception wasn't his fault. Right. But... But there was a, a couple other throws where <laughs> the defensive players are dropping the ball, and I'm like, dude, that could have been another interception. What's going on with Aaron Rodgers today? Yes. But, yeah, I was watching the game with other Packer fans, so I'm sitting there trolling them. Every Everything 
everything that yes, happened I saw your against the Packers. With Seth. <laughs> yes, it's the same thing. Everything that happened against the Packers, it didn't matter if Tom Brady didn't do it. I was like, well, that's because Tom Brady. And, <laughs> and they're all just like, I'll be quiet, you know, whatever. But yeah, it was it was it was funny for that aspect because I'm like the only non-Packer fan in yes. my family, and uh, it's just really strange to see Aaron Rodgers struggle that badly. And it's not like the Bucks' defense is well; they are pretty good. They're, they're a good pretty defense, good, yeah. But but they're not so fantastic that Aaron Rodgers can't have a successful game. And initially, he came out the gates like, okay, they're going right. to probably you know handle this game. They could very well win this game. And then it just all fell apart. That pick six, I think, got in his head or something because something that was, yeah, that was a bad performance by Aaron Rodgers. And Tom Brady, again, didn't have to do much because they were basically mm-hmm. gifted starting field position, defensive touchdowns. Uh, but Ronald Jones looked amazing. Mm. Uh, and Leonard Fournette was a scratch for this game. So he had the bulk of the carries, 23 for 113 yards and two touchdowns. I... Okay. Who would have thought that when Fournette <laughs> came onto the team that you would thought Ronald Jones was going to right. be uh, getting a 29-point game? You know, not just that, but he's averaging 17.5 points per game. Yeah, that is, that is more than enough what I want Ronald Jones to give me. Yeah, let me look at the stats here, uh, see how far I have to go down the list. Where is Ronald Jones? And the number 13 running back in mm. the flag league right now granted yeah, he is that's... still behind a guy a few guys that have already had bye weeks for point totals so he's not averaging right. as well as some of the rest of them but my goodness sure. that that's he's doing what you need from a guy that you what drafted in like the seventh you drafted very round yes. before Fournette yep. came onto the team and then after he was falling and falling and falling and oh, i wish i would have yeah. scooped him up in more leagues but yeah. Congrats to all those that kept him on your team or scooped him up when you had the chance. Uh, he he's looking pretty legit, and Tom Brady yep. must have some confidence in him. Otherwise, he wouldn't be the guy out there on the football team, football field. Yep, yep, completely. Rob agree Gronkowski. Yeah, is this go. a sign of things to come, or is this just <laughs> the week that it happened? Because he had five for seventy-eight and a touchdown. We're used to seeing that out of Rob Gronkowski, mm-hmm. just not this year because nothing else happened in the passing game. Uh, so, uh, are you putting much stock in this performance, or was it just because the Packers were so bad that they were able to? Well, wrong. Just put it this way: the Packers aren't that bad against the the pass. Um, I don't know about against the tight end so much, but they're, they're, they're like ranked 14th, I think against the pass, whatever it is. But I, I do kind of put a little bit of stock into this. Okay. There's, there's just, it just seems weird. You know, Rob Gronkowski getting five catches for 78 yards. He did have six catches in week three. So it's not like they're, he's not being targeted. He's being targeted just, just fine. And I think he has 28 targets on the year. But at this point, if somebody's willing to, to give him to you, because he's probably not available, I would say that. That would be almost insane at this point. I don't think because of uh, the yeah, O.J. Howard injury, yeah, just he's got to be on the team. <laughs> but I would if, if somebody's willing to, to give him away because they still don't trust it, I'd be willing to pay very little for it and i not i'm not i'm not giving up a ton of stuff to get him but right now it's, it's some leagues like me right now i i am stuck 
both of my good tight ends are on bye oh, no. this week. And that's just how it is when you're in a dynasty league. You can't control bye weeks. But it's just it, it, you have to get something. So maybe somebody's willing to trade me, Rob Gronkowski. I don't know. I just I have to look into another direction. And he's somebody like that that you could at least give you something every single week. It's not like he's giving you nothing. The worst, well, he had a, he had, <laughs> did have a zero week. But yes. you, you can't expect that from Rob Gronkowski, especially now that O.J. Howard is no longer playing. Right. Uh there was a trade uh, that Sunday. Did you hear about this trade between the Bucks and the Jets? I did. I did. <laughs> and I, I'm i perfectly fine with it. I mean, it, it sucks because I think uh, Steve McClendon is good, but there's no real reason for the Jets. I mean, if we're going to just completely tank, we might as well get rid of people and get a sixth-round pick. You know, who cares? The trade in itself isn't the interesting part. It was just yeah. McClendon and the seventh-round pick in exchange for well, it was a 2023 seventh-round pick in exchange for a 2022 mm-hmm. sixth-round pick. So whatever. Nobody really cares about the details of this trade. The funny yep. thing about this trade was Steve McClendon got traded. They were already <laughs> there in Tampa. or uh, No, they were in Miami. Steve McClendon was playing against the Jet or the Dolphins with the Jets. And since he mm-hmm. was already in Florida, he just got a car and drove to Tampa. He's like, <laughs> I'm not even going back with the Jets. I'm done. Peace right. out. Thanks for everything, mm-hmm. but I'm going to stay right here. And I thought that was pretty funny. He's like, I I, I don't need to go back to my place of living. I, I just, I'll just i buy my own clothes. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry about just, it. <laughs> uh, I'll have somebody send them to me. I'm not going back there. Please don't make me go back there. Uh, okay, so what could have been a uh, breaking out game for Jared Goff and a chance to uh, take a, a step forward in that NFC West turned out to be not the greatest of games for the Rams, losing to the 49ers, mm-hmm. who have now turned to 3-3. Three and three. The Rams are 4-2. Yep. and two. Fantasy-wise, it was all Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. Huh? Debo finally uh, showed up. But there yep. wasn't a lot going on for the Rams. It was Josh Reynolds that got one of the touchdowns, and Robert Woods got a touchdown, but it was only on four catches for 29 yards. So if you were playing uh, L.A. Rams this week, you were very disappointed, especially with Cooper Cup. And I've been oh, yeah, very disappointed in Cooper Cup for the majority of the year now. He's only had a couple of good games. and Well, I'll Rams say he's been consistent. Two, he should be better. You know, he should be better for sure, but he's been consistent enough to where you're thinking, okay, I'm getting something out of him regardless of where I wanted him to be. I'm still getting enough out of him where obviously. Third down him, and goal. Back to three. Go <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I'm on these pages. I've been looking at this page for like three minutes. And it just now decided to autoplay, and it's never done it any week up to this point. Uh, oh, I bet you I know what it is because I'm not logged in and it won't log mm. in for whatever reason I tried earlier. Okay, I think we found the problem. Next week it should be fixed. I'm not guaranteeing <laughs> anything for this week. Um, what but anyway, we back to Cooper Cup. <laughs> okay. He's been consistent for every single week, it seems like, except for maybe week one was a little a little bit of a turd. But every, th- every week after that was consistent enough to where you like it. But then this last week was just good news, everyone. (laughs) All right. That was real, though. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thank you for the subscription, Seth. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) He did that on purpose. Yes, he probably did. He was waiting for just that moment. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> I should have put some uh, Halloween scary sounds on there just to see. Uh, mm. Golf in the gun. Golf going to look to the bunch side Seriously? and not going to lob one for the edge. <laughs> I haven't done anything. There are Here ghosts. It is definitely Halloween The fantasy season. fuel debacle. We are <laughs> getting haunted. Something is going on. <laughs> I am very confused. I'm going to uh, move on to the next game because we've got basically <laughs> one game. We already talked about Kansas City and Buffalo. Um, we'll talk about, we didn't really talk about the chiefs. Mahomes was fine. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire finally has yeah. a little bit of a breakout party. Yeah. 26 carries for 161 yards, uh, four catches, but only eight yards. Uh, Travis Kelsey did his thing five for 65 and two touchdowns. That helped me secure a win in my Superflex dynasty that I am doing fairly well in this year. And I was happy me personally. I was happy that Tyreek Hill had a dud of a week. How about you? Uh, yeah, I don't really care too much about that. And that, that means nothing to me. But my biggest question for this team, and I think it's everybody's biggest question, what happens to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire next week when Le'Veon Bell goes there? What is their plan for Le'Veon Bell? And I think that's where you're obviously probably still starting Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but if something's going down where they're starting to give goal line looks to Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. you're going to be really, really, really frustrated. So this is where maybe, if you're not in a dynasty league, you might consider trading Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I think this is my prediction for the rest of the season okay. for the Kansas City Chiefs running backs. I think... Regular season-wise, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be absolutely fine. He's going to be doing basically what he's done. He got no touchdowns this week, so he was worth, what, 20-ish points, 21 points? He was worth what he got, yeah. Yeah. Um, In the last couple of weeks, it's been, you know, like 10, 15, whatever. He's getting you the double-digit points. It's fine. I think this move to get Le'Veon Bell is more about the playoffs than it is the regular season. He is going to get acclimated, and he is going to be an absolute beast when the playoffs come because he is the more experienced. 18-yard line. Oh Mahomes again God, stepping up into a void. Why is this happening? <laughs> I'm just this, is the best, this is the best episode of Fantasy Fuel we've ever had just because of this. Unbelievable. <laughs> It's an uh, unexpected Halloween episode where things are <laughs> happening and being spooky. Um, luckily, I've got only one more box score to go through. But again, <laughs> I was saying Le'Veon Bell is more about the future and the playoff push and the playoff run uh, as he may be one of those guys. They can they can keep them both on the field, but it's going to take him a little time to get used to that offense. Um, maybe, maybe, we'll uh, Andy we'll Reid knows how to use running backs and it is definitely a insurance policy. I'll put it that way. I don't think Le'Veon Bell will be featured, but he will be, he will have a definite role, at least when the playoffs start, because you know, the chiefs aren't going to miss the playoffs unless something happens to Mahomes, And even then you never know. But I think it's more of an insurance move and a playoff push move for fantasy football purposes. I think CEH will be fine the rest of the year. You just you weren't expecting huge games right now anyway because of the way he's been playing. Right. Well, I I I, I, I agree with you, but I also am worried because Le'Veon Bell 
And I know I know how Andy Reid thinks. He's thinking, I got to use this guy because he is a really good pass catcher. He's a really good all-around running back. Sure. I've seen him play before. He has the stuff to be really special. And maybe you're right about the, the, the whole playoff scenario thing. I don't know. But I just think it's going to cut into CEH's uh, fantasy just a smidge, enough to where you're going to be frustrated. And I'm not saying you're not starting him because you're still starting him. They right. got him for a reason in the first round when nobody else thought they, they were going to go for a running back in the first round. They did that because they like him, and he's been good. But I think Le'Veon, there's a reason they got Le'Veon, and I don't think it's just for depth. I don't think it's just for the fact that they are going to make the playoffs and they need him for the playoffs. I think there's a reason other than that. And I think maybe he's out there to get some pass catching. That and maybe be. that's part of it. And maybe that takes away from the very little that the CEH has gotten already from pass catching. Okay, Matt. We'll see which one of us are right uh, very soon. Yeah, we'll I, see. Uh, Le'Veon Bell didn't get to play this week because uh, they have the five-day waiting period for mm-hmm. the COVID testing and stuff. So next game the Chiefs play, he will be out there, and we'll see what we get. All right, one game left. Uh, a former NFC East team in the – Arizona Cardinals beat the first place two and four Dallas Cowboys by a wide, wide margin. Thirty eight to ten. I was playing against Kyler Murray in a couple of leagues. You were as well. I won in one, I didn't in the other. And the reason Mm -hmm. I didn't in the one was because they also had Christian Kirk, who only had two catches, but they were both (laughs) touchdowns, and that was enough to seal the deal, and you asked it earlier. Who out there had the fortunate or unfortunate, depending on which side you were on, um, Kenyon Drake's 69-yard run with just absolute garbage time to go? Did that put the dagger in you, or did you get points from heaven and pull you out a win because that it was a, a 12.9 point play however oh, you yeah. look at it in any kind of format as long as you get fractional scoring 12.9 points at the end of a game like that when you're mm-hmm. like i just need like two more like just pass the ball to Kenyon drake like two more times for like 10 yards i just need three points and then he rips off a 69 yard touchdown you're like oh okay well so, i don't know, have I'm, to worry i'm about- thinking more <laughs> I'm thinking more extreme here. I'm thinking I just need like seven points. I just need, I don't know how I'm going to get it, but I just need seven <laughs> points. And just, Oh my God, there oh, it is. Go, go, go. That makes no yeah. sense. I, it, it, it's, it's strange. I, I'm fine with the r- big run, but at that point, wouldn't it make more sense to just go down and just kind of to run out the clock you know, in, <laughs> in the game? <laughs> Not if you're Kenyon Drake. Now you're going to uh, trick some people into thinking you're worth more than mm. you might actually be. It's true. This could it's be true. the pinnacle this of might trading be Kenyon Drake. If mm-hmm. you have him and you are uneasy about the rest of your team, Kenyon Drake might be the best guy to trade right now after 164 yards and two touchdown performance. Uh, yeah. He was targeted twice, I, no catches. I had him in a trade that I sent to a certain team, and it was a fairly fair trade, in my opinion. You know, I, I obviously liked it for me because uh-huh. you wouldn't do a trade if you don't like it for yourself. Should I bring the trade up on screen? Oh, yes, please do. Okay. Please do. Let me see and if then, I can find it. And then I got 
offered the absolute it, it was a counter offer it was the worst counter offer worst offer in general in fantasy football history i've never seen such a, something so bad and it's not a joke he wasn't just trying to be a troll he was 100% serious and it is just here it is garbage. put it in between us two right here on the screen uh, yes please here is the trade um he he wanted from you Ryan Tannehill, Kenyon <laughs> right, Drake, nope. Todd Not Gurley, Philip yep. Lindsay, nope. Robbie Anderson, <laughs> Mark Andrews, <laughs> so Joey stupid. Sly, okay. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Devondre Campbell, Shaq Thompson, and Marlon Humphrey. Uh, all my best players! That literally is your best uh, starting That's all of them! Te- and Not all of them. I have other guys, but... That is a really good lineup right there. If you got them guys in your team, you're sitting there, okay, I got this. Yeah. But then here's what he <laughs> is going to give back to me. Uh, let's see, uh, Lamar Miller, not on a team, okay? And this is a salary league as well, and he, I think he's like five to seven bucks. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to be taking quite a bit back. Um, and then we got J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Hey, you yeah, got a touchdown garbage. this week. I don't care. That's garbage. Um, Zay Jones, garbage. Love the guy, but that's garbage. Uh, Isaiah Wright, more garbage. Tyler Higby, maybe not garbage, but not exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. Vance McDonald, not what I want. Garbage. Uh, Nick Folk, whatever. Um, but the, again, that's a downgrade from Joey Sly. Yeah. That's a, a Joey Sly is getting points. Yes, he is. But anyway, and then we got, and we got all these defensive players. Every one of them is not good enough for me to want on but my team. there was team. a round one pick. And then he pick. does... What? <laughs> there was a round one pick in there. Yeah. There's a first round pick in there, but that <laughs> means nothing. I can't just surrender my entire year for a first round pick because if I gave him that and he gave me that back, I would lose the rest of my game. Yes, you would. You would be absolutely just garbage through the rest of your games. Kind of like how maybe the Dallas Cowboys are going to be because that oh. was an awful, awful performance. And uh, I have a little a tidbit here. Apparently, with Andy Dalton at quarterback, Mike McCarthy designed the game plan around Zeke Elliott as well you should. But he fumbled twice. Finished with mm-hmm. 80 total yards. <laughs> he has yet to rush for 100 yards under Mike McCarthy, and this is the first time he's gone six games without a 100-yard rushing game in his career. And right. I seem to remember somebody on this show saying something <laughs> about Mike McCarthy and the passing game, and maybe Zeke won't be as good on the ground, but he might make up for it in the passing game. But it almost seems like it's it's still not enough. Yes, Zeke had eight catches for a whopping 31 yards this last week. So you got right. enough points out of Zeke where you weren't mad. But right. what are we going to get about with these Cowboys for the rest of the year with Andy Dalton, at quarterback? He threw 54 times and had 266 yards. And the only... Here's... Ugh. Here's the thing with Zeke, and I, you're bashing Zeke because well, you have the right to after this last week. I wasn't bashing you, Zeke. I was bashing Mike McCarthy kind of like yeah, you were before the season started. Right, and I don't have a problem bashing McCarthy because he's a passaholic. Mm-hmm. But when you just look at the average, 
for Zeke, it's 23 points per game. That's plenty right. enough. Right. And if you're looking at total points, he's actually the second overall running back right. in the league right now. So that's perfectly fine, and that's exactly what you're hoping for, really. It, the average is not there. I think is he's probably averaging in the top five, maybe. Let me take a look real quick. His average is he's sixth right okay. now in the right. flag league. And Chris Carson's right behind him. <laughs> so there's there's other guys that are climbing up there that he could end up getting passed up on average. But if he's going to start fumbling the ball, you know McCarthy's going to say, all right, we're going to start passing the ball because they're going to be behind. Their defense is bad. And if Andy Dalton can't throw the ball worth anything, they're just going to keep throwing the ball. There's just no reason for them, unless it's their first drive of the game and the other team didn't get the ball, that they run the ball all the time with with Zeke. Right. Uh, that, that team is going, I'm telling you, they could be the worst team in the division now because <laughs> the other the other two teams, uh, the other four, uh, the, I'm sorry, the other three teams are going to win at least one more game, and I don't know if the Cowboys can win another game. That is a bold, bold statement, but you I think, may I mean, not I think be they wrong. can, but I just, I don't know. The, after that, that was so bad. It was. Dalton was bad. That was the, I, I'm sorry, that, I think right now, if I had to put money on it, I might say, <laughs> I might say the Jets in the, the Cowboys game would be like a tie at oh the end of the goodness. game. That's how bad I oh, see the Cowboys. That would be ridiculous. I mean, we, we got that win last year out of sheer luck or something, the Jets versus the Cowboys. If the Jets <laughs> No, what's pull- no, that's what we were talking about before the stream. The Jets were better last year than we are now. Yeah, somehow. But we were we were supposed to be a better team this year. I don't understand it. We were actually pretty good last year. We were like seven and nine or whatever, six and ten. I don't remember what yeah. it was. But we we had promise to us. We could okay, our offensive line was so bad, we can still win games. We'll be better next year with an improved offensive line. Blah 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 blah. But here we are, we're 0 six. Adam Gase is the dumbest <laughs> coach on the face of the earth. And I still think we could beat the Cowboys or at least get close because I think that's how bad the Cowboys are without Dak Prescott. He deserves, if he can come back from this injury and be the starter for the Cowboys or what, whoever team, he deserves every penny for the Dallas Cowboys because not only was he the key, but he's the only reason they were scoring points. Yes. You are not wrong there. I mean, maybe they can come up with a better game plan going forward, but not holding my breath well right let's do a quick preview of week seven it starts off with a barn burner between the giants and the eagles i mean hey (laughs) who wants the division let's go get it i get to watch the thursday night game with some kind of anticipation uh (laughs) i think we've got a good chance at beating the giants oh you you have a really good (laughs) chance i think you're gonna win honestly i would be surprised if you didn't win by more than 14 points personally after what i saw how you came back to fight against one of the better teams in the NFL. Well, the last still two lost games, the, game. the Steelers and the Ravens, we scored points against. We just couldn't as long, stop them. As long as you don't let the Giants get up on you by 14 points in the first half. Unless it's 16. You're going to win that game. They're up by 16. We're going to win. Remember. That's yes. Okay. Now, now we have to get... <laughs> 
Now we got to let them get ahead at 16 points, and then you guys can come back and win that game because that's a completely different team than the Ravens. Right. If you were to do that to the Giants, you'd destroy them. <laughs> They're not good. And, well, and there's no way Daniel Jones can come back. You wouldn't think so. Uh, he couldn't no do it against the Cowboys defense. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, but anyway, like we said earlier, if Goddard is actually back, Fire him mm, up, mm, put him in mm, there. We, you and I, neither really enjoy putting guys in for fantasy purposes for the Thursday night games, but I think Dallas that Goddard one yes. would be a good one this coming week. Hundred um, percent. Other than that, I mean, if you got Fulgham and you needed him, he's been consistent enough. Three games is a trend, and he's been fine. So he's I'm okay good, if you yeah. got him in your lineup. But yep. as far as the New York Giants go, maybe Darius Slayton, if we think the Eagles are going to win by 14 points, maybe they just mm-hmm. got to sling it to them. But other than that, I'm not too excited. No, unless you have to. I, I really won't want to play. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. The Eagles are bad against the tight end, so maybe Evernham will been, be well, a decent play. They've been better the last two weeks. Um, it wasn't a ton of catches, and it was only Nick Boyle. Um, and the week before that was Ebron. He's still a tight end. He's still a tight still end. Still a tight end. I know. <laughs> so if you're going to play somebody, play Caden Smith this coming week. <laughs> That's the, the one. That's the one. Uh, so we'll stay in New York. Uh, Buffalo versus the Jets. Um, yeah. Fire up all your bills. Um, oh, 100%. Fire them up. <laughs> Maybe. That's going to be. <laughs> with the exception of Devin Singletary. I don't know. Maybe this yeah, is the week I can't, he gets back I'm going to have to go back on that. I loved Devin Singletary. I thought he had a spectacular talent. I still think he's got great talent. The problem is that they're not using him the right way, and it's frustrating. But the Bills are a good team, so whatever they're doing is what they're doing. They're they're winning games, um, and they're going to get another win this week against the Jets because we are just off. If we win this game, I I don't even know what to think. If we win this game, I'd just be I'd almost be done. I'm like what. What is happening? Mm-hmm. Because it, it wouldn't make any sense. It, listen, if we won this game, now hold on now. <laughs> if we won this game, we'd be one and six. They'd be four and three. Right. No. Yeah, yeah. they'd be four and three. We would be right back in the in the <laughs> in the middle of the playoff picture. All right. I think you've had enough. I'm gonna cut you off right here. Bartender, no more. Uh <laughs> we have the Battle of Ohio coming up, Cleveland versus Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. There will be a lot to watch for in this game after Cleveland put up an unbelievable stinker. Obviously, you can't yeah. sit Kareem Hunt. He's their only reliable running oh, back. Yeah. Uh, Offensive-wise, you're not playing Mayfield anymore. If you still were, I, I have some questions for you. Um, <laughs> Austin Hooper's been getting more targets. And then Jarvis Landry and OBJ, they kind of reappear and they disappear and they reappear yeah. and they disappear. So and if I you want, got to, I, you got to. I want to say something like we said a couple of weeks ago when OBJ went off on that huge game. When there's a point where they aren't winning a game mm. and he's not getting the targets that he wants, he's going to get frustrated. And we saw it. He threw his helmet down on the ground in frustration because they were sucking badly against the Steelers. Now, I'll let that be because the Steelers are really good defense. And so I'm still saying OBJ (laughs) will be fine. But 
I'm telling you, if it gets into his head and they end up losing against the Bengals, it's going to be a problem for OBJ here on out. It very may, may very well be that way. Um, the Bengals, however, we've got all our eyes are on AJ Green to see if that new role <laughs> is going to keep true. going. Um, whether or not Tyler Boyd takes a little step back. I mean, he still had like five or six catches this last week, so he's still startable. And T. Higgins has been looking great. Joe Mixon, oh, yeah. you're still putting in your lineup. So nothing different there. The next game I want to talk about is the one that I am going to be looking at for DFS purposes this coming week. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be looking very, very hard at doing some stacks in this game. I'm talking about Green Bay and Houston. This very well could be the shootout yeah. that I was expecting the week prior. Aaron Rodgers is not going to do that two weeks in a row. So I'm going to be looking no way, to maybe no get way. him in some lineups. Deshaun Watson has been looking great. Yes, they still only have one win. And Darren Fells is a guy. Uh, guess what? Rob Gronkowski just did it to the Packers. Maybe Darren Fells is going to be a target. Somebody mm-hmm. you can put in on the cheap in those DFS lineups. Again, I'll be paying attention to it. We'll be seeing what the prices are when Sunday morning hits. But I'm really looking at this game to maybe put a lot of players in a lineup here and see if that goes. If it's a 42 to 35 game, that could <laughs> that could get you some points. Absolutely, and, I, yeah. There's no reason not to try to get at least. I'm not going to say you know stack your entire lineup with them, but it's at least doable to where you get this guy and maybe this guy. I wouldn't want to go crazy with it though. Well, and we have the other NFC East matchup, the Cowboys and the Washington football team. I am not putting any money, any stock into this game because I have no idea what to expect. And then, you know, maybe if Kyle Allen stinks enough, Alex Smith gets back into the football game again. I don't That's what I want to see. No. I don't I, know why they haven't. I don't really get, either, but he we're gives you the Ron best Rivera. chance to win. <laughs> he should. No, we're not. No, we're not. Um, but as far as the Cowboys go, I mean, is there anybody that you're taking out of the lineup right now? I mean, like wide receiver wise, uh, if you have better options, if, are you getting Gallup out of your lineup? Are you taking CD Lamb out of your lineup? Amari uh, Cooper, you pretty much have to. Uh, even yeah. Andy Dalton was targeting him a bunch. So, yeah, Cooper's fine. Um, I'm still probably putting Lamb in the lineup at this point, just making sure that this isn't something. Huh? He had a ton of targets still. Right. And just making sure that this wasn't a fluke thing and it wasn't, you know, something that's not going to be consistent. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, uh, I can't throw the guy we just, you just literally said his name. Gallup. Gallup. I'm dropping him. Flat out dropping him. I, it, well, unless it depends on what kind of league you're in. Sure. But if it's just a regular league where, you know, whatever, if somebody else can pick him up and have him, I don't care. <laughs> it, he is not going to be anything the rest of this year. I think it's garbage for him now. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to 100% agree with you yet, but it is not. <laughs> that's not a hot take per se. We'll put it that no, way. No, probably not. <laughs> no. Uh, here's another game that could have some good fantasy implications. The Lions at the Falcons. A couple of bad teams, a couple of Mm -hmm. bad defenses, but some really good wide receivers. Julio could Mm -hmm. well have another good game. Calvin really can get back on track. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, even like 
guys like TJ Hawkinson and Hayden Hurst. There's a lot of options in here. So here's another one of those games, Green Bay and Houston and Detroit Atlanta. I've got my eye on right now is a lot of fantasy possibilities as far as DFS goes. As far as season long goes, you're pretty much playing everybody, even DeAndre Swift. I'm like trying to find a way to get in the lineup this week because it looks like maybe they finally have found their guy at least to start off games and give them the carries again. He'll have to do something <laughs> with the 50% of the carries that he's getting compared to AP, but he's done it so far in the last couple of games. Right. Yeah. It's weird because, you know, everybody knows that Gallup, well, you would assume everybody knows that Galladay is an easy start on most weeks. Um, and, the only reason I feel like he is being underlooked to a certain degree because he missed a couple games. So right. that, that point total is not that high, but he's still averaging almost 17 points per game, which if you think about it, everybody knows that Keenan Allen, when he's playing in so far, he's played every game. He just had a bye week this last week, but when he's playing, he's getting target, 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 target. And he's scoring just about the same as Kenny Galladay. So if you – and Will Fuller, we just got done talking about him and how consistent he's been. He's really right there with Will Fuller too. So Kenny Galladay, not somebody who is getting a ton of, like, people talking about him right now, but he is a fantastic wide receiver in fantasy football. Right now he is uh, – let me – on average, he is number 21 Okay. on average. He, so he's you know still who's number a wide one receiver in, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You know who number one is right now on average? Yeah, I just looked it up, too. On average, <laughs> because of the last three one games. And two. One and two. One and two are Travis Fulgham and Jamison Crowder in the flag league. It may not be in normal leagues because we have it's gonna extra be close little to that, points, though. but it's going to be pretty close as yeah. far as average goes, which is really funny. Um, <laughs> let's move on to Carolina and New Orleans. Uh, we just had a bad game out of Teddy Bridgewater. Now he's facing the team that gave him a chance again to uh, mm-hmm. get his career back on track. So it'll be Teddy Bridgewater versus Drew Brees. There's nobody in this game that you're sitting because of any reasons. It's just go, go, go. Um, yeah. Michael Thomas should finally be back. And uh, so. <laughs> let's see if he can get back to the Michael Thomas of old. Now I say let's hope so because I I want Michael Thomas to do well because I have him in one league, but there's another league I have Emmanuel Sanders, and it's like, right, do I right. really want this? <laughs> I've been okay in that league without Michael Thomas, yeah. but the other league I really yeah. kind of want Emmanuel Sanders to keep going. So it's interesting, but I do want him to come back. I, I really like the guy. I just and I think he was probably ready to come back last yeah. week before the bye, but yeah, I think that uh, he's gonna. Sorry. He's going to be good. He's going to be good again. Here is the game of the week that unfortunately may drop Derrick Henry down to earth again because it is the 5-0 and Tennessee Titans versus the 5-0 and Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Going to be a pretty good game to watch. Both defenses are pretty good. Uh, both offenses have been clicking really well. But I don't know what to expect, and it's hard to not play any of those guys, so you're still putting them all in the lineup. I don't know that you should go out and pick up Anthony Ferkser or anything like that, (laughs) but everybody else is still pretty much a must-play. Although, if you have better options, 
Juju is a guy that is starting to be maybe not have to be in your lineup. This is somebody that I I, I don't know if I said it on air or not, but because we were talking beforehand, mm-hmm. but Juju, I'm I'm almost ready to trade him. There's too many other options on that team that with yeah. Deontay Johnson coming back soon, I just think that Juju is going to be ran out of the picture a little bit. So I'm ready to trade him. Okay. Uh, then we've got the 5-0 and Seahawks versus the 4-2 and Arizona Cardinals. This could be a pretty good fireworks show. So another one that I'm looking at for offensive DFS pers- uh, purposes because it's not like either of these defenses are amazing. Seattle's been okay. Arizona's been okay. But it's been against some, like, lackluster teams. And I was going to say, the Cardinals aren't playing anybody special right now. Let me no. just look up their... There's their, uh, schedule real quick. Arizona. <laughs> I should probably spell it right. But. Arizona Cardinals. They have played the Washington football team, mm-hmm. the Lions, and they lost to the Lions. Yep. The Panthers, that's okay. The Jets, and now the Cowboys. A lot of bad defenses yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of so, bad defenses. So we'll see. It still could be a lot of offensive fireworks between those two teams. So, again, there's yeah, those sure. three, three games that I'm looking at offensive-wise that – you could have a lot of points scored. Uh, then we've got San Francisco and New England. A um, couple of teams that. Jeez, that is not <laughs> a game I want to watch. No, that is I'm a not really one. interested in watching it. And as far as uh, offensive uh, fantasy goes, I believe Raheem Mostert is going to go back on IR. So we've got Jerick McKinnon yep. uh, still yep. being the guy there. Uh, George Kittle, obviously great. And as far as New England goes, you can't even trust Julian Edelman right now. That's oh, so James White finally got in the passing game, but that's because they were down. So if the game script moves in a different direction, he may not be that great. Uh, so if, what do you do with Edelman? I mean, think about it. You can't not start him. Yeah, I mean, it's not. so different. I mean, hold on now. Give me a second. Okay. I got to look up where Edelman's at right now as far as what what he's done so far in in fantasy because he has had – he's 11 points per game, which is not what you want out of him, but 14-27 week two, and then three big he's stickers. He's right now right in, in the row. flag league. Points overall number 49. Yeah. He's actually a – well, in this league, a wide receiver four – but bordering on a wide receiver five as far as overall goes. His first two games were fine, 14 and 27 mm-hmm. points. Then we get a four, a seven, a bye, and a five. It's it's getting hard That's to put him in good. the lineup. I don't know what to do with him, but if you can, if you actually have good out, maybe you picked up Travis Fulcombe. I would rather play Travis yeah. Fulgham rather than Edelman oh, right now. So. 100%. 100% agree with that, yeah. But you got to have that right guy to stick in the lineup it's just it's really hard to to bench somebody who's been so consistent in the past right like edelman has so you got to expect him to bounce back at some point but again don't think the patriots are anywhere the same without tom brady nope then we've got kansas city versus denver Denver just My pulled gosh. off that win against New England, but they still don't look like a good football team. Even with Drew no, Lock they're still not there, good. Whatever. Um, and obviously, we'll see about Le'Veon Bell in this game. Mm-hmm. But other than that, 
no changes as far as who you're putting in your lineups, then you have. What's the, oh, go ahead. Hold on. What, what's the chances in this game? Because maybe they get out to an early lead, uh, and then they just say, you know what, Le'Veon? It's all yours. All yours. <laughs> See what you got. Uh, I would love. I think that's a possibility. It would be great just to throw the fantasy world into chaos yet again oh, because 100%. he has a, like 90 yards and a touchdown in the second half because they're already <laughs> up by so much. And oh, no, Le'Veon Bell's taking the job away. Oh, he looks so good. Uh, I would like it just for that and that alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, then we've got Jacksonville and the Chargers. <laughs> Justin Herbert's been looking good. Maybe he will Not actually bad, get a win because he's been so close, and it's been against good quarterbacks, Brady and Breeze, and, and I think there was a couple. He played against some really good quarterbacks, and the Chargers yep. just couldn't quite pull him out. So maybe <laughs> DFS purposes, Justin Herbert's cheap. This could be one of those weeks where he lets you take some of those nice, juicy, elite running backs or wide receivers because you saved on quarterbacks. But other than that, but we're watching you, James he, he Robinson. Can... <laughs> yeah, he is on average scoring uh, thirty points per game, mm-hmm. and he's the seventh overall quarterback mm-hmm. on average. So he is one hundred percent already starting for you. When it comes to uh, DFS, you got to imagine he's somewhat cheap. I don't think he's going for a bunch of money on the DFS no, side. So not yeah, yet. I would. That's a big play right right there for me. Uh, we'll also, like I said, we'll be watching James Robinson because, like you said earlier, he went up, 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 and then he's been kind of coming back down. Mm-hmm. You would think against a not-so-great Chargers defense, he might have a good game, but if he doesn't have a good game, it may finally be the end of the James Robinson train. And possible. There's not a lot there, but... I, I don't feel very good about having him in a lineup as an RB one or two like you had for the first right. few weeks. Right. right. Uh, and also we're going to be watching DJ Chark. He has been up and down and up and down. And that is not what you want from a guy you probably drafted in what, like the fifth or sixth round this year. Mm-hmm. You thought he was going to be a little bit better. And then it's not even his ups aren't even that high. No. It, it's mostly just downs. He had one really good game. Everything else has been very eh. Without that 30 point game, he is not averaging more than 10 points per game. I think that's about it. You know that what? I forgot game, to mention in a game. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the Kansas City Denver game. What's mm-hmm. going to happen with Melvin Gordon? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm a little worried about it because Philip Lindsay looked awesome. Yeah. So if you're if you're a Melvin Gordon fan, you're worried about it as well. But uh, I I have Philip Lindsay, and I'm worried that they're going to just stick Melvin Gordon back in there, and Lindsay's still going to have some kind of role on the mm-hmm. team, but not like what we just had out of him. And they won the game, so right. they got to be thinking <laughs> well, Lindsay's a better back right now, right? Yeah. They have to think that they have to. But he's still going to have he's still going to have production, Philip Lindsay. So he's still a probably a flex play at this point. So if you got something else, you're probably playing him. Right. But if Melvin Gordon is playing and he's not, see that's the thing we don't know yet, 100 percent if he's playing yet. At least from what I've heard, we don't know yet. Yeah. So I'm I'm just waiting. But if he is playing, I think Philip Lindsay is a flex option, and I think Melvin Gordon still gives you whatever it was he was giving you, but maybe a little a little bit less. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, the only thing I am seeing is. Uh, Although Philip Lindsay did not have a target, 
Um, his usage is a reminder oh, that yeah. when healthy, it's going to be more of a timeshare uh, than it was the last few weeks when he was hurt. Uh, two more games left on the docket. Tampa Bay versus Las Vegas. The mm-hmm. Jekyll and Hyde Las Vegas Raiders who can <laughs> come out there and beat the Kansas City Chiefs but then <laughs> lose in stunning fashions to uh, what the Patriots just completely shut them down and the Patriots only have two wins on the year. So who knows yep. what we'll expect from Vegas, uh, but Tampa Bay's coming off a uh, great victory, uh, maybe a confidence-building victory against the Green Bay Packers. Maybe some of those players have a little more confidence going forward. Maybe Rob Gronkowski is hitting a stride. We will see Las Vegas isn't exactly great against the pass, so Tom Brady may have another pretty good game. Uh, As far as the Raiders go, let me see. I'm going to look them up really quick because (laughs) their wide receivers have been all over the place. Um, Mm. Now, the Raiders I would also say, have designated, or yeah, designated Marcus Mariota to return from IR. So maybe wee. there's a short leash on Derek Carr. Yeah, probably not, but you know, <laughs> no, not happening. And he's if they did that, if they made that decision, their season's over. They're not going to do that. Yep. Um, and then we've just got a smattering of wide receivers: Aguilar, Renfro, Rugs. They don't get a lot of targets, but when they yeah. get a couple of targets and they haul the pass in. It's usually for a nice <laughs> chunk of yardage and possibly a score, uh, but mm-hmm. you can't really trust them, uh, you know, as far as a weekly consistent basis other than Darren Waller. I'm interested to see what Ruggs have to, has to offer because like Fulcom, um, he had one really good game and then he had another really good and then another really good game, but Henry has only had the one good game. Right. So Henry Ruggs, need, I need to see a couple more to make me know that he is really there for this team, and he's going to be a consistent guy to get these points. But uh, when it comes to the other guys, there's just nothing sticks out to you. No. It's just a bunch of just very eh. Like, and I really like some of the wide receivers there, but like, there's nothing there that makes me want to go grab this guy off of the waiver wire if he's available. And then our Monday night game, at least the only one for now until something happens and a game gets pushed back a couple of days or something, <laughs> uh, is the Chicago Bears. Again, the 5-1 mm-hmm. and one Chicago Bears versus the 4-2 <laughs> and two L.A. Rams. A couple of teams that have just not been consistent on offense with how their uh, targets are being spread around, you know, other than... Allen Robinson, you don't know yeah. who's getting the ball for the Bears. And even the Rams, it's not like Robert Woods is getting the exact amount of you know targets every week. Tyler Higby comes and goes, and Cooper Cup finally had a really dud of a game. He's been okay yeah. the rest of the way. Um, Daryl Henderson's had a couple of good games. Malcolm Brown started off the season good. Cam Akers is back. Uh, I don't put yeah. a lot of stock in fantasy for that Monday night game. Um, and even and David Montgomery has been, well, he gets some carries and then he gets like a <laughs> weird receiving touchdown and then he's worth 17 points because he had a few catches and a touchdown, but he's really not getting a lot on the ground, which is probably not going to happen this week against that Rams front 
you know, four. Yeah, I mean, he's been okay when it comes to fantasy, but he's just well, averaging 16 points per game. So that's enough to give you what you need there. But yeah. it, a lot of the other games that he's not getting more than the 16 points, it's stuff that's not helping you win, like a 9.6 game. That's not going to give you what you need to get over the hump to win that game. Now, you might be able to survive it yes. because it's still something, but it, you need more out of a running back. If you're even playing them in the flex position, you need more out of that spot. Uh, the, uh, the the Bears just, if there's nothing there other than Robinson that I really want to trust in. And um, on the other team, I, nothing really there either. I it's just very lackluster Monday night game. Yep, two teams that, again, the Nick Foles deal. If it gets to playoffs, <laughs> I'm buying the jersey. That's the yeah. only thing I've got invested in that because uh, it will be weird to have a Bears jersey on me. Not that I'm a Packers fan or anything, but there's a lot of Packers fans around me that will be like, what are you doing? I mean, we know you like <laughs> Nick Foles, but come on, man. Buy an Eagles jersey of Nick Foles and just wear that right, proudly. right. Now, I just want to be clear uh, when I'm addressing, I don't really like the other team. Uh, I just Cooper Cup, I really like, but like at the same time, it's just not popping out to you. It's right. like Cooper Cup has had weeks where it's all good and everything's nice and fine and dandy. But at the same time, do you really trust anything in the Rams? And it's funny because both these teams have good records, but they're both, when it comes to fantasy, just very eh. Like, Dang. I just don't feel it at all with any of them. Yep, that's pretty much it. I mean, we see the Bears winning games, but we're like, how? Like, Trubisky started off the season winning a couple of games, and then he got yanked <laughs> immediately for Foles, and Foles yeah. looked amazing, and then he didn't look very good, and then he mm-hmm. still gets a victory against Tom Brady. You're like, what? is going on i i don't know what to think Strange. i don't know who to trust um maybe they find their identity out and they just happen to get lucky and start off five and one and then figure out how they are as a football team <laughs> i i don't know it it's just it's the curious case of nick Foles coming off the bench yet again and leading a team to wins and i guess that's all i have to say about that But there we go. That is going to do it for us again. It was, it was an interesting week and we got a lot to Mm -hmm. look forward to. I'm going to have some fun picking out some DFS lineups this week. I think I'm going to pick out a lot more than normal because there's a lot of pairings out there that I want to get some shares of. So uh, join us on Sunday morning. Uh, We will be doing all sorts of, lineup advice and DFS uh, lineup choosing. So uh, please join us for that. I think that will be a lot of fun to uh, see where our interests lie. Um, But uh, again, uh, thanks for joining us on Twitch. If you were watching, thanks for listening in podcast land and uh, don't forget to stay fueled up until the next COVID strike hits. (laughs) 